In today's show, we look ahead to week 21. It might be the first week of your playoffs. It might be the last week of your playoffs. It might be the middle of your playoffs, or you might play Roto, and playoffs don't matter. We're going to talk about it. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball. On TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Today's episode is brought to you by PricePix. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LockedOn. That's PricePix.com and the promo code is LockedOn. Thank you for making LockedOn Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So we're here. Week 21. Congratulations if this is the last week and you were in the championship. This is the final week for the LockedOn Fantasy Basketball Bowl. And this is the big chungus of them all. This is the final 60-team battle royal for the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl. And just in case you're not aware, you cannot make waiver ads during this week. You can drop players to activate guys off IL, but you cannot add players if you're in the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl for this week. This is it. This is the final deciding matchup to see how you go against the 59 other opponents in that battle royal. Good luck. I hope I'm in there. I might be. We will see. We're getting close. Hopefully, I'm, hopefully I get through. Um, so yeah, good luck for that. Good luck for whatever part of the season you're at, because Warney's here to say, "Let's get it on, Gilly." <laughs> All right, week twenty-one. It is a streaming week. It's a streaming week. It's a low volume week. It's a streaming week. So, a couple of things to pay attention to there. When you use your ads is very important because there are not going to be days where it's like, "Oh, well, I can't stream this day because there's thirteen games and it doesn't happen this week." Every day is below or eight games or below. So that is important to be able to understand that you can possibly stream every day. That is that is what this week looks like. But it's also important to not completely panic when you see your guys having lower volume of games. Because again, this is a situation where we have low volumes just in general right across the week. We'll talk about the bad schedules, the good schedules, but it is a lower volume week in general which helps alleviate some of the concerns. So there are, when we talk about it later on, there are some two-game players where it's not great, but it's not a complete disaster. It's not, it's not great. Like They're not top 100 players for the week, but they're not 180th or something like that where you're like, what am I even doing with this guy? So be aware of that. Um, the schedule, seven on Monday, eight on Tuesday, seven on Wednesday, Five on Thursday. That is a wildly low volume beginning to the week. Crazy. And then, for some reason, I don't know why, we end the week with eight games Friday, eight games Saturday, eight games Sunday. So there is streaming possibilities on every single day. But it is extraordinarily low volume to begin the week. So understand that, that you will have guys where you go, man, we're playing one game. What's going on? And that'll be the case for a lot of different teams, as we'll talk about later on. But that is, it is a strange week. And the opposite's going to happen. If you are one of those people playing fantasy basketball in April, shout out to you. This show will still go. We will still do everything the same. 
you shouldn't be playing then, but we will still do it. And I will continue to tell you every episode, hey, don't play fantasy, but we'll still do everything. But you'll find those weeks where 22 teams play four games. Like it's a crazy schedule. Everyone's jam-packed in there for what reason, I don't know, but they are. And I'm talking about that too much. But anyway, let's go through how the games look in terms of distribution of games. Half of the teams in the NBA play four games this week. 15 teams play four games. 12 teams play three games. And then we've got the Knicks, the Jazz, and the Hornets all playing two games for this week. So we've had a rough run of things. Last week, there was about five teams played two games. This week, we've got three teams playing two games. And mixed in there, we've had that real stinking schedule from the Spurs where they didn't play for four days in a row last week. And that situation where the Bulls, I think it was the Bulls and the Clippers played two games in seven nights across a midweek period. Like that, that's obviously these two teams, Knicks, Jazz, and Hornets are playing two games in seven nights, but there's some other teams in there that had a double whammy. Like the Bulls played two games last week, and then I think they played three games in 10 nights, same as the Clippers. That's rough, man. That's rough. So that's how the schedule plays out for the week. So a bad week for the Knicks, and that makes it super bad if you've got the burner Jalen Brunson, because you don't even know if he's going to play two games, because he's currently injured. So the value of the replacements, like Emmanuel Quickly, he's not that good where two games two games means you have to have him this week. Josh Hart, you don't have to have him. RJ Barrett, you definitely don't have to have him. Quentin Grimes, no. And honestly, if Brunson plays one game, what's the point of that? That's really, really important to, to pay attention to. Like the Jazz, what if Sexton comes back for one of those games? Is it worth having Chris Dunn for one game or Horton Tucker for one game of starting? Or Jordan Clarkson, who we don't know is going to play? I don't know. The only guys I'd feel good about are Kessler and Markinen. Alinek, two games? Probably not. You've got to start making tough decisions with these three teams in particular because that's not great, obviously. Now, it goes without saying that we're trying to maximize games played for the week. Every move that you make during this week has got to be intentional. It's how do I get more volume in, but also how do I get the right players in? In a vacuum doesn't mean a single thing. It means nothing. Is this guy ranked 70th? Is this guy ranked 100th? Doesn't matter. Makes no difference whatsoever. Because what you have to do is beat the person who is in front of you. Now, in the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl for categories or for points leagues, um, you're against 59 other opponents. So you can't strategize for one particular build. So that is this getting volume and value. Right? That, that's the difference there. But in a standard head-to-head category league, it doesn't matter if this guy is ranked 40 spots ahead of another guy. If you need blocks, the blocks guy is better. If you need a help in assists, then getting an assist guy is better than someone who gets field goal percentage, even if they're ranked 60 spots apart. That is your mindset. Drop players. If you think if someone's good but doesn't help you, who cares? It doesn't matter that, they, that they're good. If they don't help you, they're actually not good. You've got to be brutal. You've got to make tough calls. You've got to make calls that if we were talking about week five, that you'd go, or I'd even say, are you, what's wrong with you, dickhead? What are you doing? Why are you dropping this guy? But at this point of the season, I go, oh, that makes sense. Meh, makes sense. And that's how you've got to look at it. It's all, literally, it's about getting out. If you get to Thursday or Friday and you're going to win your matchup, then you can start looking, well, I don't actually need to prioritize something for Saturday here. Let's look a little bit more holistically. Let's look at the next 10 days in total. And you can have some of that idea. But in general, most playoff games in fantasy basketball, unless your opponent is 
completely just destroyed. I was going to say decimated, but I hate the way that the meaning of that word has changed. And so I'm trying to avoid using that word. Um, when you, if your opponent's completely just wiped out with injuries, then you can say, okay, I don't need to make tough cuts to beat him to get a 5-4 to sneak through. I'm going to win easy. All right, and then I can plan, like I don't have to drop a Brunson or a Quickly. I can hold and get a bit more value moving forward. But every individual, and I put this poll out before I recorded this show. I put it out on YouTube and Twitter saying, what do you guys watch this show for? And I feel like I'm going very tangentially here. What do you guys watch this show for? Information, advice, or entertainment? Hopefully it's a combination of all three, but providing advice is really, really difficult to do. Like it's, I, I do it, but that's, to me, that is not the number one part of this show because every individual situation is completely different. So you've got to take the information that I provide in an entertaining way and turn that into individually customized advice because I can tell you that this guy's a drop, but for your league, you'll have game limits or different roster con- constructions or the guy you're going up against has KD and Doncic and every other player that's injured, you're going to win easily, so it doesn't matter or you've got to buy this week. So in- individual advice can't really be put that way. And that is, it's hyper important to not look at something and say, I must drop this guy, I must add this guy. Right? That's not how you need to look at it. You need to look at, oh, what am I doing? What's my team? How's it look? Who's my guys? Where's my strengths? Where's my weaknesses? What's my opponent's strengths? What's my opponent's weaknesses? I hope that all makes sense. I think it does. If you've been playing fantasy long enough, I think it will. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks, the old Price Picks, daily fantasy, but daily fantasy made easy. You are not creating lineups. You are not going out there and competing against thousands of people. It's you versus player projections. That is it. If Luca's out, do you think Christian Wood's going to score more? Well, you can look at his points number and go, oh, I think he'll score more than 12 and a half points or whatever they've got it listed at. Or you could go and look at Tim Hardaway and his three-pointers and say, hey, he might have a big one here. Well, he also might have a big night shooting threes. Three and a half triples. Is he going to be more or less? Let's have a look. And you could do between two to six of those individual player projections in a lineup and get 25 times your entry feedback. You can do it so fast, under 60 seconds in over 30 US states and in the majority of Canadian territories and provinces. And it's not just the NBA. You can do it for NHL. Major League Baseball, we're here. Cactus League's rolling. The season's not far away. Locked on Fantasy Baseball. Check them out. You can do it for NASCAR, PGA. You can do it for cricket. You can do it for boxing. You can do it for college basketball, tournaments coming up, men's and women's. You can do it for all of that. And of course, you can do it for disc golf. So download the PricePix app or go to pricepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PricePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PricePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Let's look at some back to backs. Um. We don't have to worry about pseudo back-to-backs because there's no high-volume games during the week for us to scheme around. Monday, Tuesday, we've got Detroit, Phoenix, and Milwaukee. The teams that I highlight in black are the teams where we've got a little bit extra concern with back-to-back resting. The Pistons, they are going to screw us multiple times. Does Durham play the back-to-back? Does Bogdanovich come back, play one game as a cameo, wave to the crowd, and then see, see you later? He's definitely not playing two of them. Does Killian Hayes, who Dwayne Casey said, oh, Killian's just got to get back to playing like he was before France. My guy, he did play like that. Anyway, that's a rant for another moment. Like, there's going to be weird stuff going on. Alec Burks is going to be in and out. I know this. Corey Joseph's going to be in and out. Phoenix, feel like, hey, that they're going to play both those games. The Bucks, obviously, Middleton. I should have put them in black as well. Middleton's going to sit. 
And Giannis, you would think with his hand issues, probably going to sit as well. Tuesday, Wednesday, back-to-back Lakers. They are, Davis is one to watch, but I think there's a chance he plays through it. Russell, I think, will be fine. The Cavs shouldn't have a worry, but we've got to watch for Garland. And then the Spurs, yeah, it's going to be rough. The Spurs are going to sit Sohan and Johnson and Vassal and Jones, almost, and probably Collins, almost 100% in one of those two games. Almost, I, can, I can't guarantee it, but I can guarantee it, if you know what I mean. Don't come here and say, you said 100%, Josh, because I'm not. I'm just telling you it's 95% that those blokes, Vassell, Sohan, Johnson, Jones, Collins, the starting five, will not play both of those games is my guess. Wednesday, Thursday, it's only the Kings with a back-to-back. No real risk there, I don't think. Thursday, Friday, none. Friday, Saturday, Memphis, probably no back-to-back risk there. I don't think Bain or Jackson's at much of a risk. I don't know when Jar's returning. I don't think it's this week. Philadelphia, Embiid and Harden are always going to be a little bit iffy towards the end of the season. Um, the Warriors, Clay is playing through back-to-backs and they need to win. And Steph's being fine with it, so I don't think there's a worry there. Boston, well, it's going to be Al Horford. And even if the Rock DJ, Robbie Williams, does return, DJ. he's going to sit one. Uh, Minnesota, not, I don't think Towns is back, so not worried there. Chicago, not worried there. Washington, not really worried there either. Saturday, Sunday, that's the weekend back-to-back. You've got some stinkers there. The Clippers, so Kawhi is going to sit. Paul George probably plays. I do think, don't hold me to this, I do think Kawhi is going to play a back-to-back this season. And I'm not ruling out that this is it. I think there's a chance it is, but I don't know. I think George is fine to play. And then for the Heat, I'm just always going to put a question mark on Jimmy Butler. And then also, if Kyle Lowry does return. Double-cheeked up. On a Thursday afternoon. Um, then he's a, a risk to sit at least one of those games if he's even back in action. The Orlando Magic also have the back-to-back. Could Wendell Carter sit? Dealing with his hip problem? Possibly, yeah. Um, Toronto, no real worry there. And Denver, maybe. Depends what their record is. They had a couple of stinking losses. So if they've pushed up a little bit and they're back in, you know, got a pretty good buffer... Maybe you could see a KCP or an Aaron Gordon or a Jamal Murray sitting, but I don't think so. And then heading into week 22, it's the Rockets who have got the Sunday-Monday combo, um, I guess with old mate um, contusion legend Kevin Porter Jr. Maybe he sits one of the back-to-backs, the, the bruisiest man in the world. What's the, what's, uh, I was, no offense to anyone who does suffer from this affliction because it's a shocking affliction, but this boy got hemophilia. Why is he bleeding so much? What, why, is, why is this guy contusing? As often as he is. Stinking. All right. Let's look at the streaming plan for the week. It does, again, depend on what you're doing with your matchups and how many acquisitions you've got. But I'm trying to look at this with a standard roster and uh, four ads for the week. So we want to try in the playoffs to use two roster spots to stream in. And the best way we're going to start is use those two, two roster spots and get three games in four nights, Monday through Thursday. And that means you're looking at the Bucks, the Suns, the Pistons, and the Kings. Now, there are issues there with trusting the Pistons. But Isaiah Livers, Bagley, Wiseman, really strong ads. Jaden Ivey, if he is still available. Um, maybe even Corey Joseph gets a crack there. Milwaukee, you're looking at uh, probably Portis, Crowder, Carter, because they're going to have opportunities in at least one of those three games to really pop off. The Suns, it's a Kogi, really. Like, 
there's no Kevin Durant. So Kogi and Craig are going to start. Now, Kogi can be very up and down, but that schedule really does give him that push. I gave him the push by putting him on the thumbnail list, but Joshua Kogi gets that push just getting, like even if he gets 25 a night, that's 75 minutes across the first four nights of this week for a guy that can have a sizable role. And then you've got the Kings as well. So yeah, that's the value of Harrison Barnes, is there, the value of Keegan Murray, Malik Monk, Kevin Herter, all guys who have been pretty fringy, to be honest, and Trey Lyles as well with three games in four nights to start the week. Then you've got those two roster spots. So after Thursday, you've got the three games out of those spots, six games, two ads. Pretty good return. Then you can reuse those spots for any team, and there's a lot of them that play twice on the Friday to Sunday combination. There are a lot of those teams that play that grouping. Now, how you want to run that, I would suggest trying to save a move out of those last two that you've got. For, or just to see what happens on Saturday, Sunday. Maybe try the back-to-back for injury um, options and guys that, that step up. But there are a lot of teams that play two games here. In fact, it's over half of the NBA that plays two games between Friday and Sunday. So you've got a big choice of guys. I'd probably use one roster spot on a Friday team, on a Friday team that plays either Saturday or Sunday. And then I would leave that other one for probably the Saturday, Sunday back-to-back so we get more up-to-date injury news to try and get a benefit there. But that's that's a little bit up and down. So it is a tougher week to really maximize, given the nature that we can stream. Basically, um, basically every single day we can get in there and uh, and stream guys out. Today's episode is brought to you by the legends over at Built Bar. The Built. Oh, how hold on a second. We've got a new Built Bar at the Built March Madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite Built Bar or a Built Puff, and now is your time to make it count. Go to Built. MarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. I will be voting absolutely for cookies and cream. It is the goat. And if you want, if you want them, what's this? If you want, if you want the, uh, I think this is catered to a different ad. I should have read this before. Broadcasting 101. Anyway, you go vote for your favorite built bar over at built.com. When you vote for your favorite bar, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked on listeners will get a free box of built. And not only that, but you, one Locked On fan can win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. Hold on a second. That's amazing. You've got to try Built. Built is the best protein bar ever. Seriously, they're so amazing. You, you won't even think that they're good for you. What makes Built bars so good and Built puffs so good? Well, it's low in sugar and it's 100% real chocolate. You know that. So go to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. So hop in and support your pick. Built bar is... Built, like this ad, different. Um, all right. Built March Madness. Let's look at front and back loading. Pretty weird stuff to start this week. We already talked Milwaukee, Phoenix, Detroit, Sacramento play three games in four nights to start the week. All right, we, we know that. That's a good way to attack. But look at the list of those teams that play once in the first four nights of this week. Washington, the Clippers, the Hawks, the Bulls, the Pelicans, Knicks, Jazz, Blazers, Sixers, Hornets. So the three two-game teams, Knicks, Jazz, Hornets, play once. But there's a bunch of other teams that play once as well. So when you see your guy play, man, he's only got one game to start the week. You're not alone. How many times? Four, eight, ten teams. A third of the league play one game in the first four nights of this week. So while it's not great, and you can turn what a player from any of those teams, a fringe player from any of those teams, into three games, triple the output by switching them for a Buck, Sun, Piston, or King. 
Understand that if you do hold on to one of those one-game guys because they're so good, you are not alone. You have got so many other players across the entire league that are probably your fantasy opponent that's going to have that massive games drop to begin the week. So while it's great, if you can turn a fringe clipper, Marcus Morris for some reason, if you're rostering him, I don't know, Russell Westbrook, if you're rostering him. Price of the brick going up. Sadiq Bay, John Collins, Pat Williams, Alex Caruso, Trey Murphy. If you can turn one game of those guys in the first four nights to three games of Akogi, three games of Bagley the third, three games of Bagley the fourth, it's a W. To end the week, we're looking at Toronto, Denver, and Orlando. They play three games in four nights, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So in that final four days, that's where, that's where the bonus is. There are three teams, the Dallas Mavericks, the Cleveland Cavaliers, and the Utah Jazz who do not play on the weekend. So your Tim Hardaways, Reggie Bullocks, Christian Woods, Isaac Okoro, if for some reason you have him, Karis LeVert, and the Utah guys, Jordan Clarkson, Taylor Horton Tucker, Chris Dunn, these guys all become drops after after they uh, after they were done for the week. So they don't play on the weekend. And that's how we open up more roster spots. It's a weird week. It's a weird week. Now, adding a new little segment in here. I hope you guys enjoy this. What are the big breaks? Where are the weird spots where you can take advantage? So, you know, having two games or three games or is, is a pain. But it's when you have three games in a row where a roster spot goes unused that is a real problem. And there are a bunch of these that I think are worth highlighting. The Atlanta Hawks have three days off, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So you've got your Hawks, guys. You, we're going to talk Bay, Collins, Hunter. They're probably the three main ones because it doesn't really count. For, it's annoying for Trey and DeJounte and for Capella, for sure. Okongwu is in that mix as well. So Hunter, Okongwu, Bay, Collins. They play Monday. See you later. You don't need to hold them for zeros for three consecutive days. You can hold Monday and move off them. Three days with no games is not worth it. The Knicks... They've only got a two-game week, and they have three days off, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So they play the Tuesday, and they have three days off. So again, your Quicklies, Barretts, Grimes, Hart, Robinson even, maybe even Brunson. Like if Brunson's ruled out for Tuesday, you do not hold him to wait for Saturday. It's just not worth it. As good as he's been, and then having no certainty that he even plays on the Saturday, it's just a, you've lost yourself your week. The Hornets, or no, not the Hornets, the Jazz. They got a massive four-day gap. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So they play Monday, and they don't play again until Saturday. So you got them on Monday, and then Clarkson, Horton Tucker, done. Markinen? Probably not, but Kessler? Maybe. That's four days of nothing. Four days of zeros from Walker Kessler. And is his, after Monday, is his one game, is Walker Kessler's one game after Monday worth it when you could get... I'll have a look at this. So the Jazz play Monday, then they have the four days off, right? If I have a look at... When do the Jazz... So they play Saturday. All right, so Walker Kessler plays one game after Monday, one game on Saturday. There are like 14 teams that play three games in that time frame. There are... How many teams that play three games in that midst there? The Lakers, the Spurs, and the Cavs play three games on those four nights that the Jazz don't play at all. So while Kessler's great and all, you could drop him after Monday and then get three full games from Austin Reeves, Dennis Schroeder, 
from whatever the hell's going on with the Spurs. Charlie Bassey. The Cavs from Levert. You could get three games in before Kessler even sees the court again. It's a tough call. It's a tough call. But the schedule makes you need to make those decisions. The Hornets play one game in five. They've got a five-night stretch where they play one game. So the Hornets have the Saturday-Sunday back-to-back. We know that. They play again on Tuesday. Really strong start. And then, see you later. Between Wednesday and Sunday, they play one game. And it is on Friday. So, Ubre, Haywood, Rogier, Williams, Richards, if you added him. It's not worth holding for one game in five nights. For all of those players, I don't think. Maybe you consider Rogier a hold. But one game in five nights between Wednesday and Sunday... I don't think that's really worth it. There's no team that plays four games in five nights there, but there are 14 teams that play three games. It's three times the output. Maybe it's not. Let's say it's double the output playing three times the amount of games. And the Clippers, to start the week, play one game in five nights. They play on Wednesday. They don't play Monday, Tuesday. They don't play Thursday, Friday. And then they have the weekend back-to-back. So Zubats, is that worth holding? Probably not. Marcus Morris, 100% not. Westbrook, probably not. Paul George, yes. Kawhi, yes. Because that's they're that good. But everybody else, 100% expendable. I hope this little big break section helps you out. hope. Let's look at weekly leagues. I think there is some value in looking at weekly leagues from a daily league perspective as well. Because it's about like who gets the little boost that might be available with the more games this week if you're trying to save your ads for the end of the week. These guys are all available in over 50% of Yahoo leagues. This is for category leagues. And I think they're all top 100 plays on a volume basis for the week. Tari, tank season. Xavier T. Ilman, the cashier. Passport legend, Jalen Duran. Although, does he play the back-to-back? I don't know. Dennis Schroeder came off the bench last game and still played 30 minutes, so we're back in. KJ Martin, Cole Anthony, iffy. Austin Reeves, yeah, he played 32 minutes with Russell back. I really like what he provides. And the big fella, Goldfinger Charlie Bassey, is in that group as well. So they're all guys that, even in a daily changes league, the fact that they play four games for the week, you can add them today. If you're, if you're through, if you've got to buy, you can add them today, get four games for the price of zero ads. Sits. I wouldn't start a single Hornet this week in a, in a weekly changes league. The Knicks, I would sit everyone. Maybe Randall. I would consider, I would consider starting the uh, the double royal. Unless I hear definitively, I am not starting Jalen Brunson. He might get one game. It is not enough. I don't know. He's out Saturday. I don't know if he plays their game. I think in, on Tuesday, I would not start him. The Jazz, I would sit everybody, except probably except Lowry Markkinen. I would maybe consider Kessler, but that that's in a category league, obviously, and that's going to depend. Hey, do I just need blocks and field goals? Because if I don't, then there's no way that I'm starting him. But he could be a start. He's a borderline start in a two-game week. The other guys I would sit who are highly rostered, Sadiq Bay, Christian Wood, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Tim Hardaway, John Collins, all Hawks and Mavs there. Three-game weeks, if he rolls. Four points leagues. Guys that I would add... For the week, again, these are all top 100 guys who are available in 50% of leagues. Kyle Anderson, by the way, he is a category league ad as well. I don't know why he didn't come up on that list. I think it's because he's at 51%. I just chucked him in the points. Xavier T. Ilman, Tari Eason, Kyle Anderson, Jeremy Sohan. Zohan now! KJ Martin, Dennis Schroeder, the passport legend Jalen Duran, and Josh Kogi. 
Four games, useful for a category league as well. And we already talked about him in terms of streaming the beginning of the week. But in a weekly changes league, they've got some value. And we're sitting in a points league, all Hornets. We're sitting all Knicks, except for Randall in a points league. I'd be very comfortable starting Randall in a points league this week with two games. And the Jazz, I'm not even considering Kessler. I'll sit all Jazz, apart from Lowry Markin, and who I think is going to be worth that ad. And then we go back to Johnny Collins, Kongwu, Hardaway, Bay. All of those guys, I wouldn't bother starting. And DeAnthony Melton, not a good points league player. Three games, uncertainty of role, wouldn't bother with it. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you're on YouTube, you know what to do. You thumb it up. And you leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.